It's been almost a year since the New Jersey Devils obtained Timo Meyer from the San Jose Sharks. Was it worth it in the long run? And also, the Devils called up Isaac Poulter but sent Akira Schmid back down to Utica. What does this mean for the goaltending tandem moving forward? And what are my expectations? We have a lot to break down in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. Your Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play by play announcer, Dells Ryder for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. What's on the docket for today's episode? Well, we're going to revisit the Timo Meyer trade because it's been almost a full year since the New Jersey Devils obtained his services from the San Jose Sharks. And then in segment two, we're going to talk about some moves that the Devils made in terms of their goalies because Akira Schmidt, he's now on the IR. Isaac Poulter, he got the call up. And Akira Schmidt, he's heading back down to Utica. And there's a lot of questions surrounding all three netminders. Then in the third and final segment, the Devils have a big matchup tonight against the New York Rangers. And like I said in my previous post-game recap episode, the Devils cannot afford to drop many more games. They got to go on a heater, and they got to do it now because they're on the outside looking in in both the Metro and the wild card. But before we talk about Timo Meyer and revisiting his trade, I just want to bring this up because I found this somewhat hilarious, and I'm probably going to be the only Devils content creator to talk about it, but there was an alleged fan that tricked her friends into thinking that she was dating Jack Hughes, and uh, one of uh, the people from her friend group actually posted a seven-part series on TikTok saying that her friend was a pathological liar. Now, here's the thing. I can't confirm or deny if those types of stories are true because I try to take stories like that with a grain of salt because anyone can say anything on the internet. But I just found it, once again, hilarious. And if it is true, I just want to send this message. I'm all for people rooting for a particular player for no reason whatsoever. I don't care if you grew up a Devils fan. I don't care if you find a Devils player attractive. I really don't care what the circumstances as to what got you into the Devils. But the one thing I just want to say is that athletes are humans at the end of the day. And that's a little creepy. And I think uh, if I'm Jack Hughes and his representatives, you might want to look into that a little bit more because that's very unsettling. And you got to take everything like a threat because some notable public figures unfortunately have been the victims of uh, some fans' psychotic nature. And I don't want anything to happen to Jack Hughes. I might be uh, overstepping it a little bit, but you got to treat everything like a threat. Now, here's the thing. I'm probably the only Devils content creator, with the exception of Amanda Stein and company, to post videos that I obtained in the locker room onto my respective social media platform. Let me use an example. When I post a video of Nico Heischer, I guarantee you it's going to pop up on like, 10 Nico Heischer fan pages. And quite honestly, I have nothing against it. I see all the comments that people make saying, oh, he's so adorable. He's so pooky, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, that's all fun and all. But the one thing I just want to tell fans is like, let's not cross a boundary and let's not make these players uh, uncomfortable. Because like I said, athletes are human at the end of the day. And I know you think you know them, but they don't know you. 
And that's the main thing that I want to try to use my platform to share with everybody. Keeping this short, simple, but I'm taking it with a grain of salt because I can't confirm or deny if these allegations are true. Now, let's get on with today's episode and let's start with Timo Meyer because it's been about 361 days since the Devils got him in that blockbuster deal with the San Jose Sharks. Timo Meyer, a big power forward. He was kind of filling a gap as to what the Devils were missing. Seemed like the Devils were missing some physicality. He gave them more options of uh, in terms of scoring up and down their lineup. It seemed like it was going to be a decent fit, and the Devils didn't have to give up Shimon the Mets. They didn't have to give up Alexander Holtz. They didn't have to give up Dawson Mercer, and people thought that the Devils made away with bandits. But fast forward to the present, people are starting to regret. Uh, was Timo Meyer worth the trade, and was he also worth the extension because over the summer he signed an eight-year $70.4 million extension and the stats this season haven't been too kind to him albeit he has dealt with injury but in 42 game appearances he has 10 goals 12 assists for a grand total of 22 points and something that I constantly see in the comment section on my uh, videos talking about Timo Meyer. everyone brings up his plus minus and I will say it's not pretty he has a plus minus rating of minus 24. Now, if we compare that to last year, I'm just going to focus on what he did with the Devils. In 21 game appearances, he had nine goals, five assists for a grand total of 14 points. And then come playoff time, I'd say he was an X-factor piece in the first series against New York Rangers. And remember, Johnny Lazarus, who is an insufferable Ranger supporter. Just kidding, Johnny. Love you and thanks for everything you do. Uh, throughout the NHL discourse. But anyway, Johnny appeared on this show. And when we were recapping the series and giving our uh, perspectives on it, he said that Timo Meyer had the most productive series for someone who did not put up a single point. And that sort of changed when the Devils took on the Carolina Hurricanes because uh, it seemed like Timo Meyer was starting to get his groove back offensively, to say the least. And people were had mixed emotions about him, but I'd say more people wanted Timo Meyer to remain with the Devils. But the, the thing is, is like the numbers haven't been too kind to him. He's been dealing with a lot of injuries and people are wondering, like, is this going to work out in the long run for the Devils? People are quick to throw him into the sun. People are quick to label and say that this is the worst contract in Devils history. And that's saying something. Once again, eight year, $70.4 million deal. And it's for Timo Meyer, a 2022 all-star game participant. Now, I just want to put this out here. 40 goal scorers don't grow on trees. And if you're expecting for Timo Meyer to do what he did with the San Jose Sharks, you might want to reconsider your thought process a little bit. And I mean that in a respectable way, because here's the thing. Timo Meyer's role with the Devils is different compared to his time with the Sharks, as in the Devils are going to ask something different from him. Now, has it been on full display this season? No, but here's my educated guess as to what they want from Timo Meyer. I'd say they want sort of what they saw in round one against the Rangers, which is someone who can play physical, someone who can get those lanes wide open, because I think something else that people need to factor in is that because of Timo Meyer's big body frame, he can bully his way to the crease, which opens up some opportunities for someone like Jack Hughes to do his razzle-dazzle. And I think people need to uh, think about that when assessing Timo Meyer and what he could potentially bring. Because one of the main complaints that the Devils discourse had last year was that the team was a little too soft. And I'd argue and say that Timo Meyer kind of changed that. 
And in terms of the power play, the Devils were ranked like what? Anywhere from 17th to 20 last year. They boosted their way up to 12th in the NHL by the end of the year. And I'd say Timo Meyer played an important role in that. And he's not going to be taking as many shots as he did with San Jose compared to now his time with New Jersey. That role is a little bit different. I even said it before the start of the season. I did not anticipate for Timo Meyer to be a 40-goal scorer. Now, the main question that I'm sure a lot of you are wondering, is it going to be worth it for Timo Meyer? I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to compare him to one of his other teammates, and that is Dougie Hamilton. Because remember when the Devils got Dougie Hamilton in summer 2021? Hamilton was coming off a season in which he was a finalist for the Norris Trophy. And he was often regarded as one of the best offensive defensemen in the league. And he still very much is that. And the Devils signed him to that big contract. And that was sort of the turnaround that the Devils needed to get out of their rebuild. Dougie Hamilton was front and center of that because that was a big move made by Tom Fitzgerald to try to move the needle for New Jersey. But Hamilton's first season with the Devils didn't really go as planned. It got off to a decent start. He scored within, what, his first seven seconds of being in a devil sweater but a little later on he got hurt and he was sidelined for a good while and then people started to question is Dougie Hamilton going to be worth it because it seems like the common trend for Dougie Hamilton was that he would spend three years with an organization and then they would get tired of him and move on from him more ways than one he only spent three years with the Bruins he spent three years with the Flames he spent three years with the Hurricanes and People were wondering, would the same fate happen with New Jersey? But come next year, he had a historic season himself in, in which he was contesting for Barry Beck's uh, franchise record for what? Most goals by a defenseman in a single season. And he tied it, I believe. He didn't break it, but he was close in that regards. And people started to change their opinion about Dougie Hamilton. And then going into the season, he was ranked as one of the top defensemen in the entire league. He was a top 20 ranked defenseman by NHL Network. Here's something else to factor in. Dougie Hamilton got hurt in late November and people were like, this is going to help the Devils. This is more good than harm. This is a blessing in disguise because Dougie Hamilton's defense wasn't really all that good. And I'll admit that. But what happened after Dougie Hamilton went down? Now you got Luke Hughes trying to quarterback the uh, power play all by himself. And Dougie Hamilton is not there to back him up. Devils miss his clapper, especially on the man advantage, because the Devils power play went from top of the league to now falling deeper, deeper and deeper. They've been like, what, two for their last 40 uh, power play attempts. I think people are starting to miss Dougie Hamilton's offensive capabilities. And going back to Timo Meyer, I think we can sort of relate the circumstance uh, to Dougie Hamilton because Dougie Hamilton, Timo Meyer, both signed big contracts with New Jersey. And their first full year with the Devils didn't really go as planned. Dougie Hamilton, he dealt with an injury year one, had to have uh, facial surgery. And then for Timo Meyer, he's dealt with injury himself. It seems like he's sometimes been in a groove. Sometimes he's been there. Sometimes he hasn't. But I would say come next year, when and I know I'm, think, I'm thinking way too far ahead, I think it is going to be worth it for the Devils in the long run because – People with Timo Meyer's skill set don't come around too often because this is a big power forward. This is a guy that is capable of scoring 40 goals. This is a guy who is physical. This is a guy that uh, plays with decent speed, and he seems to uh, mesh well with someone like Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer. 
And that's also a question that Lindy Ruff needs to do when doing his lineup combinations. But I know it's a little bit more complex. So 361 days later, I think, yes, it hasn't really gone off to the best of starts because I'd say Timo Meyer's impact last year was more felt compared to this year. But let's not throw him into the sun quite yet. Let's be a little patient with this. I think Timo Meyer will help the Devils in the long run. And here's another bright spot. Remember when Jack Hughes went down with his first injury of the season? Who stepped up and started scoring more on the power play? It was Timo Meyer to keep the Devils in their top-ranked position at the time in the league. So injuries just haven't been the friend of Timo Meyer, and sometimes it's hard for him to form that chemistry. But I just say slow down when you say that it's not worth it. I think it's way too early to determine whether or not Timo Meyer will be a good fit with the Devils. And if he doesn't get better this season, I'm expecting big things from him in his second full year with the Devils, similar to his teammate, Dougie Hamilton, just food for thought. Now, we're going to talk about Isaac Poulter and what he could potentially bring to the roster ever since his call-up from Utica. But before we continue, let me tell you guys about Ibotta. So Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. You can make sure that you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. So you can buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner that your wife has been craving. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta using the code LOCKEDONNHL. When you register, just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use the code LOCKEDONNHL. That's Ibotta in the Google Play or Apple Store and use the code LOCKEDONNHL. Okay, so there's been a flurry of moves made by the Devils in regards to their goaltending. The first move was that Vitek Vanacek was moved to the IR. Now, before we talk about Isaac Poulter and also Akira Schmidt, let's address Vitek Vanacek because he's missed the last few games due to a lower body injury. Initially, it was an illness and lower body. So I thought, okay, he'll he'll be day to day, but he'll be back sooner rather than later. But I think his injury is a little bit more serious than that. We don't know the severity of it. We don't know what it is specifically, but he's been missing the last, like, what, week or so, which is why Nico Dawes has had to play in five straight games to try to make sure that the Devils stay afloat in terms of competing for a wild card or competing for a Metro. I just want to put that out there. Injury might be a little bit more serious, but we'll see what happens as it progresses. But the big talking point was Isaac Poulter getting called up from the Utica comments and Schmido being sent back down to Utica. Now, here's the thing about Isaac Poulter. I actually saw him during development camp, and he actually impressed me. This season with Utica, he has a record of 14-7-1. He has three shutouts. He has a goals against average of 2.7 and a save percentage of 908. Isaac Poulter, I'd say, has been one of the best goalies in Utica this season alongside with Nico Dawes. And I, I, I knew that Isaac Poulter would get his chance at the NHL, but at the beginning of the season, I didn't anticipate for it to be this year. But I'm happy that he's going to be given that chance. Now, before we talk more about what Isaac Poulter and his potential role will be, let's talk about Akira Schmid and why he was sent down. Because a lot of people have questions about Schmidt 
and how this season has been going for him. Are the Devils looking to trade him? Is he hurt? Or is there something else to it? Well, let's look at his stats. Akira Schmidt at the NHL level has appeared in 15 games. He has a record of 5-7-1. He has a goals against average of 3.26 and a save percentage of 893. And he was sent down to Utica, what, like a few months ago. And I said, that's probably the best case for him because he can replenish his game a little bit. He can marinate there a little bit longer. He can be sent back down with no repercussions. I felt as though, similar to last year, he can work out those kinks so that way he's ready for the stretch drive of the season because that's how he helped the Devils get out the first round. He was the MVP of that series in the in the matchup versus the Rangers because he recorded two shutouts during that span. Well, here's the thing. In Utica, he has a record of 3-5-4. and four. He has a goals against average of 3.58 and a save percentage of 885. His numbers are worse in Utica compared to the NHL. What's going on with Akira? Well, the fact that the Devils did not entrust him to start in a game against the Capitals, a Capitals team that I know looked dominant offensively, but if we're looking at this realistically, going into the game, the Capitals were two for their last 10, and it seemed like the name of the game for the Capitals is that they struggle to generate consistent offense because Candanico acknowledged it on air, saying that, Despite the Capitals sometimes getting outworked or outplayed, they're just very opportunistic, which tells me that they just capitalize on those minuscule opportunities they have more times than not. But the thing about those opportunities and those chances, they don't come around potent and they don't come around often. So that's what I took away from what Candanico said on air. And the fact that Akira Schmidt was not entrusted to be the starter in net because that was the fifth straight game in which Nico Dawes played in. And I love Nico Dawes and what he's brought to the team so far, but the kid needs a rest. And I said, why not put Akira Schmidt in? And the game was not really going all that well. Obviously, the Devils lost 6-2. to And I know sometimes you make a goalie change just to shake things up a little bit, according to Lindy Ruff, because sometimes it's not always on the goalie, but you make that switch just so you can light a fire under your team to maybe get something going. But the Devils didn't even entrust Akira Schmidt to come in for relief of Dawes. And people were wondering, does that mean that Schmido is going to get the start against the Rangers? I said, that doesn't really make much sense because it's like, why would you use it? If you don't trust Akira Schmidt against the Capitals, why would you trust him against the Rangers, a team that's far better? And I hate to say this, I hate to admit this, but the Rangers are the team to beat in the Metro because they're in first place for a reason. And the Devils, once again, cannot afford to be dropping matchups consistently. They cannot afford to be going on these losing streaks. And I was wondering, are we going to see a repeat of the uh, round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs? Well, that's not going to be the case. Maybe Isaac Poulter will be a net for the Devils to give Nico Dawes that rest. Because I guess the Devils see that Poulter is ready. I can't confirm or deny that. But I think for Akira Schmid, he has just lost his confidence. So I don't think the Devils are looking to trade him. I don't think he's hurt but his confidence is definitely shaken up. It's just not the same as it was uh, towards the end of last season. And I remember speaking to Akira Schmidt saying that sometimes he gets really nervous and he has to learn how to control it just a little bit more. I think he's gotten a little bit better, but it's still a working progress, which is why I said there was nothing wrong with him being sent down to Utica so he can refine his game a little bit more, but his numbers are worse there. And it's just like, where do the devils go from here? Well, you're just going to have to ride out Akira Schmidt in Utica, hope that he gets better. And the moment he does get better, I think we will see him back on the roster. But for the time being, Isaac Poulter, he has better numbers. And 
The Devils took a chance on Nico Dawes. That's worked out really well for them. And I guess they're hoping for the same thing for Isaac Poulter. I think they're hoping to get a little bit lucky. But the fact that the Devils are now down to two goalies who started the season in Utica and that's their one-two combo, I, it leaves me a little uneasy. But Nico Dawes has been really good. And I was impressed with Isaac Poulter during development camp. And we'll see how that progresses from there. And as for Vitek Vancek, I hope he return, returns sooner rather than later. But for the time being, he is on the IR. And I really hope that Akira Schmidt's confidence gets boosted once again because he is a phenomenal goalie at his full potential. Now, we're going to talk about where the Devils go from here momentarily. But before we continue, let me tell you guys about Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so that way you can connect with candidates faster. I love Indeed. I've used it to actually book myself a couple of play-by-play gigs, and it matches you to what your preferences are. And listeners of the show can get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support the show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, if I've said it once, I said it a thousand times throughout the past couple episodes but the Devils have been leaving a lot of points on the board. And if we look back at some matchups that they should have won, including like the Arizona Coyotes, Calgary Flames, Washington Capitals three times, the Sharks, the Ducks, the Blue Jackets, that's about 18 points that the Devils have left on the table if my math serves me well. And it goes to show you that the Devils uh, could have been a much better team if they had gotten just half of those points. Taking an oats, well, they took the Coyotes game into a shootout, but uh, digressing a little bit. If you would have taken most of those games into OT or shootout, you'd walk away with at least one point and now going the rest of the way. If you're in a deadlock in the third period, you better uh, do whatever it takes to get it into some extra action. So that way you solidify yourself the point. But Bill Spaulding, the play-by-play announcer for Devils on MSG, put out on X and said, the Devils have 27 games left. The benchmark average is 96 points to get in. Devils need 36 points in their last 27 that works out to something like 18-9-0 or 17-7-2, basically looking to average two wins out of three. Next stretch is crucial. Rangers, Montreal, Tampa, San Jose, Anaheim, no margin for error, need a heater at some point. And Bill also added on and said, now there is a lot of parity this year. The cutoff could be similar to last year's 92 points. Obviously, that makes it more like a 15-10-2 finish. You win the head-to-heads against the teams you are chasing, and that can alter the numbers. Okay, the schedule for Devils. Rangers, Montreal, Tampa, San Jose, Anaheim, then the LA Kings. The Devils have got to win against Montreal, San Jose, and Anaheim. No ands, or buts about it. Stop leaving points on the table. But they got to try to muster up at least, what, like three out of four potential points against Tampa and the Rangers to make things a little bit easier. And like Bill said, there's a lot of parity, but everything is going to have to go the devil's way. And once again, leaving all those points on the board early on in the season, it has done nothing but make things that much harder for the devils. I still believe in the devils because 
realistically, there's still just a few points outside the wild card and also the Metro. And we don't know what other factors can play in because some teams can go on a lengthy losing streak. And that sort of helps the Devils if the Devils can catch a little bit of fire. But the fact that the Devils have been doing this all season long and only stepping up their games during the marquee matchups and falling into those trap games, it's going to do them no favors down the road. And I want you guys to be the judge of it. Do you agree with what Bill said? Looking ahead, do you think the Devils can try to rack up that amount of points and that amount of wins during that span? Because that's what they're going to need if they want to try to at least solidify themselves a playoff position. I know it's been an up and down year, but players are starting to come back. And maybe, just maybe, Tom Fitzgerald can move the needle at the trade deadline to maybe give the Devils more physical aggression in front of their netminders because I think Nico Dawes has been phenomenal. We'll see what Isaac Poulter is capable of doing. And then uh, for defense, it has to tighten up a little bit because the Devils don't have many options in terms of decent defensemen that can put up consistent numbers because the defense has been very up and down, similar to the Devils season. Let me know what you guys think the rest of the way and how the season might look for the Devils and try to be somewhat positive. The season's not over. It's just going to be rather hard for the Devils, if, if I'm just being completely honest. So curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So hit me up on my personal X-Page app at TrainMat4 or the show's X-Page app at Locked on Devils. As for this episode, that's all the time I have for you. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.